to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. And it's freezing in New York City right now. Yeah, and it, probably other parts of the country. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow other parts of the country <laughs> right now. Austin, where I used to live for quite a time, is is not doing so hot. Power outages again. It's fucked up down there. Yeah, I walked over here in like 14 degree weather. Yeah. Oh wow, it's 37. I'm looking at my phone. 37 in Chicago today. Mm. That it's far colder here than Chicago seems wild to me. What else I got in here? Dublin 42. We've got LA 70. Damn, Sean, doing well out there. Um, yeah, 21 here today. Well, this has been a real interesting first date. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the weather some more. <laughs> um, it's the first time it's been cold in so long. That's why it's like everyone's hitting. It's like my f- apartment is freezing right now. Yeah, I get it. Was we had that polar vortex or something in December? I forget. It was right. I think it was like right as I was finishing tour yeah. before the holidays. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. <clears throat> Yeah, it's, well, co- it's colder now than it was then. Yeah. I don't know why. It's actually winter. Uh, global yeah. warming be damned. It, it poked through finally. Well, global warming creates extreme temperatures. I keep mm. telling this to my boomer dad who's like, yeah. oh, I could use a little more of that global warming. Like, shut up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of concerning for me uh, in January when it was like 55 that day. Remember that? It was like, uh, oh yeah. It was just cruising in the like, 40s for a while in january i was like this is a very i don't like that (laughs) um yeah yeah it's stupid anyway we yeah (laughs) first first date territory out of out of the way um uh i too would like to to buy some new things which you said a new ipad would be nice for you oh yeah if i stop paying rent if i start living in my van i can buy a new ipad that would be cool um, Honestly, that seems like the most plausible path forward for my life right now. It's going to be very interesting. No apartment, but a new iPad Pro. Wow. <laughs> I wonder how that will impact the pod. <laughs> Would you edit in the van? I could. Yeah. All right. You get some different sort of interesting uh, edits from the van. We could do a pod in the van or something. There's no reason to do that. I know. I just like concept episodes. <laughs> it's been a while since we did one. Just to commit to a bit. Yes, I like those. Uh, we should do it. We should do it. We should do an episode from somewhere else at some yeah. point. We we missed the opportunity to do uh, the J Rad episode when we were both at Brooklyn Bowl mm-hmm. last week. We could have done that. And when Aaron Gilman running monitors, former guest, we, we were gonna do. We were gonna go to uh, Dave Lucas's birthday a few weeks ago and. And do a little epilogue there, but that didn't pan out. Oh, yeah. I had to do something before it. Um, we've tried to get these concept episodes. But if anyone out there has a good concept for an episode that you'd like to hear from us, <laughs> did you see the mail at gmail.com? I mean, hell, I don't know uh, what you're doing for lunch. I guess we could, like, stop by McDonald's and record a little thing there. <laughs> you know, we, we never <laughs> got poke here in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a couple spots that I know about that I haven't tried. We could do that. It's so cold. That, that might be fun. Let's see how we feel as this goes on. <laughs> okay. Let's see if we want to do a field trip. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in other news of things I want to buy is I do, I guess this isn't a purchase, but it is more of a service, but I do want a new tattoo. Um, <laughs> 
the cube has been on me long enough. The I cube, get play it. that cube theme song. <laughs> the cube. Unravel the mystery. It's a conspiracy. It's the cube. The cube. I love the cube song. One day I'm going to tell the listeners about the cube. They, I still haven't explained it. Yes, to them. you have. You, you've explained it like a dozen times. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's all been off mic. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys what it means. That I, I, I learned, did learn lessons from the cube. Um, that I, I love how it came out. I wish it was maybe a little bit bigger and a little bit placed differently. But a great word of wisdom you gave to me about tattoos was. You get it, and then it's there, and then you're just fine with it. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of it. So I like that. Um, earlier this week, for the listeners, I had a tattoo idea, and I didn't tell you what the idea was, but I did kind of ask you a sort of tattoo question. And I think the the, the I want to just read the response you gave me, because I texted you early in the morning. It was like <laughs> 8.30. I was on the way to work, and I was like, now that's a cool tattoo idea. And I asked you about it, because you have something in the same uh, sphere, should I say, of tattoo. And you said, Nick, for the last time, consideration is not part of the tattoo process. <laughs> yeah. What I like about that response is it's consideration of other people. Like You shouldn't be like asking other people, but also just consideration in general. Yeah. Well, like, did, did you say you were considering a, a Volta tattoo? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to. Uh, put it out there, but yes. Now, cause now I'm, I don't want. I don't want people. E- don't email me about uh, my tattoo ideas <laughs> unless I tell you to. Um, yeah, but I guess I was thinking of a band tattoo, and I was like, "How does it feel to have a band tattoo?" I never thought I wanted one, but now I'm like, maybe that could be actually be a, a fun one because I was thinking about it some more. And you were like, "Dude," I said I was considering. Yes, and you were like, "Consideration is not part of the process." Which I really liked. I think you sent me uh, an emoji in response and I didn't have that emoji. So I just got a question oh. mark. I said, ha ha. And then I did the salute emoji. Oh, okay. Like basically like I, I captain uh. following your orders. <laughs> That's how I meant it. <laughs> um, it's good. But I also like, I want to get the tattoo, but it's a little weird. Cause I don't necessarily want to get a tattoo when I'm not doing so well. <laughs> I don't I'm not having a good time just in general in life right now and to get a tattoo in the midst of that and then have a tattoo to just re- oh, remember when I got that tattoo and look back at when I was just like really stressed I kind of want to like get my affairs in order and then maybe get the tattoo no no you're going about this all wrong once again <laughs> you just keep getting tattoos one after the other so that the individual significance of any tattoo diminishes yes Mm-hmm. And then you get a fun idea, and then you just do it. Yes, I like that. If if you can get a tattoo, get a tattoo. Yeah. Okay. I've been looking at some. I have another one to show you, which I know you don't want to see, um, <laughs> but I'm going to show it to you anyway. Okay. Um, I don't care. Get it. Oh yeah. Okay. I, didn't I already tell you I'm never going to say no to a tattoo you idea? Did. You did. But it's kind of like, you know, like when you're working on like a song or something, like when you, when you show it to somebody, then all of a sudden you like see it through their eyes. Um, all right. Well, whatever. I can do this another time. <laughs> I won't do it now then. I If I had money for tattoos, I'd be getting all sorts of crazy shit. Um, maybe once I 
stop paying rent and live in my van, I'll be able to get some more tattoos. Mm-hmm. That would be the worst the decision. <laughs> the, the most irresponsible thing to do. <laughs> live in your van for the sole purpose of affording just, tattoos. Just getting tattoos. Yeah, this this is one I um I, I really enjoyed that I found out there recently. <laughs> <laughs> You like that? Yeah, it's good. It's a tattoo of somebody of a LaCroix and it's peach pear. I thought it might be yep, peach pear on there. It's a pretty good one. <laughs> they did a good job like with it. It's right on this person's forearm. Very interesting. This one was cool. I mean, these aren't ones I want. Isn't that pretty cool? Okay. Someone did a uh I guess that's a alligator. Or crocodile. I don't really know the difference. Um, uh, with a shadow underneath it, so it looks like it's floating. If you if you see that's an, cool. If you see an alligator, you you could probably you could probably escape the situation. If you see mm-hmm. a crocodile, you're gonna be fucked. Okay. But there aren't a lot of crocodiles in North America, or any maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good to know. Um, yeah. But um. Yeah. Weird time. I've been very stressed. I think depressed a little bit, but not in in a new way. <laughs> um yeah. which I know it, what you mean. <laughs> which is like not this it's yeah. Cuz like different cause different weird things, but I think that's what it was. So I I think you know what's funny is like I was like you can't uh, you're okay this is what happens to me when i start to get just completely overwhelmed i'm like i need to do less things and then i do less things like that might make me happier like exercise eating healthy meditating playing music and so like when i really probably need the things to make me feel better i stop doing them because i'm so overwhelmed yeah and then i was like i think I think scheduling <laughs> and uh, could could break me out of this funk, and maybe it'll all culminate with that new tattoo. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think the weather is helping anything. That's a that's a good point. This has been a real bummer of a winter for me. Mm-hmm. I, the sun came out this week, and I was like, "This is the first time I've seen the sun in fourteen, fifteen days, or something." I know. I don't usually have that privilege of sunlight. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, your workplace is all indoors. Yeah, so is my living space. Yeah, Difficult. yeah. I got I got some sun on my walk here today in fucking fourteen degrees. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and maybe you get some sun in the the poke. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's it's this is making me think about the weather in Adventure Time. It's always sunny in U. <laughs> like mostly like when it's raining it's a very or snowing it's it's a big deal it's always sunny and ooh. it's always sunny and ooh. it'd be a good show good yeah. mashup yeah um Dude, if there is any episode to be like it it's always sunny and ooh, it could be this episode because jake was being a real asshole oh yeah yeah he could be part of the gang <laughs> in this episode especially was- with like where the episode ends is like <laughs> yeah. is very always sunny. <laughs> uh, let's 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 get into it. Episode discussion. Okay, we watched season one, episode fourteen, "The Witch's Garden." Yes, back to season one. As we were starting it, I was saying to Eric, 
that as much as we talk about season one being an experiment and the show not yet finding itself, as we scrolled through the episodes to get to episode 14, there's just so many memorable moments, episodes, business time, the, the tree trunks episode, and who could re- forget Riccardio, the heart guy? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Riccardio. Yeah, we'll never forget him. And yeah, we went into this, and I want to say something to you right off the top. I want... Like you were saying, Jake's behavior is really what we should talk about. That's the thesis of this discussion. But it started and it had the the title theme music. And you've said to me before, I've stuck up for the music in this show, I think, at most turn. And you've brought up the fact that sometimes it feels like the music is pretty random and slapdash and just kind of thrown together yeah. um, with the sonic palette that they've developed. And I'll say this one, the title theme music that they played, I was like, yeah, there like wasn't actually anything particularly musical about it. <laughs> it's like they had all the noises and the synths and the, the drum set up. It's almost like they probably got it all set up in like templatized. And then they were just like, it really, I was like, you could probably bang that out and like, 10 minutes and like make it sound right. And I was like, even trying to find like a sort of rhythm and there's like a, like a, like a repetitive, like splooshing noise. And <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I was like, okay, yeah. I now hear what Eric has been talking about. I, I hate having to judge music on those criteria where it's like, you're trying to put yourself in the shoes of the creator and like do something differently in your own mind. But I, this show really does it to me where I like, I hear opportunities that weren't taken. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you have a cool sonic palette, but the material just doesn't yeah. strike me. Yeah. Sometimes I think, I think with the title, the title cards, honestly, is I'm, I would love to hear what Pendleton Ward or one of the producers or someone on, on the show thought about it. Because what it sounds like to me, I bet the directive was, it does not need to be thematically relevant. It's not about um, mel- melody or relating to something that happens in the episode. It seems like the, the the theme song happens, which is great, and it brings you there. Then the title card is almost like a palate cleanser, destabilizer, attention grabber. So if like if you're just like yeah. not actually watching and then this title card comes up for two seconds and it's the and it's like the that it's always like the title cards are also very striking it like it does kind of zap you back in and then immediately something happens in the episode and i feel like i'm on fresh footing with whatever is happening yeah the quite often in adventure time episodes the cold open i mean it's not that we really get any the traditional cold open before the title sequence, but just like whatever opening scene you get is going to be so wild. It's just, it, it, if it's connected to what happens after, like, I mean, it's not in a predictable way. So yeah, I I definitely understand the need to just redirect your attention to refocus, to be like, yo, okay, we just did this 20 second theme song, but now pay attention to something totally different. Yeah. Uh, Cause like episodes of other, uh, sh- cartoons like they you know they'll ease you into it a little bit yeah like, your opening shot is never as wild as it is in adventure no. time and and to their to the 
and to that point, if the title card music was actually a melody that gets gets stuck in your mind, that might be too much information from the intro song, a memorable piece of music there, and then immediately into a scene, which might even have score. You kind of just need a, a, a thing to fuck. It's kind of like with a regular show, just the this like the yeah. opening of the filter, like. It, it's we don't need information there because you're about to get hit with so much stimulus um anyway that that's that's i can see the reason behind the choice but it, i don't know i felt it felt i need to to bring it back and say i hear now more where you're coming from uh as you as you pointed it out right um i i should just quick little update i i did finish my eighth watch through of steven universe last night yes um the, the first five seasons so like the movie and and season six as like an epilogue mm-hmm. uh, i'll be getting into that shortly but man there are a lot of things that i noticed for the first time just on my eighth watch through and like yeah in particular the music the score is just so so dialed in like they don't use light motifs uh, like i thought you were gonna say uh there i thought you were about to bring up points things you didn't like about it oh no no, yeah. I just love it even more. Oh wow, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the score uh, doesn't use light motifs in the traditional sense always, where there's not always melodies that represent certain things. They use that sparingly, so that when they when you do hear like Garnet's theme come through in the score, just like in the background a little bit, like it it's very powerful. Um, but the way they use uh, the concept of light motif in that show is like. It was just with instruments, mm. like certain characters yeah. have instruments. So like maybe they'll be talking about someone else who's not on, on screen or they'll be maybe referencing something like sub- subconsciously and you'll get like the piano uh, because you like, they'll be talking about like the plot of like what happens with Rose Quartz and Pink Diamond, but you'll get Pearl's instrument, mm. which is like some really sneaky foreshadowing. Um so yeah, there's there's just so many details in the score that I picked up on new stuff. Uh, Who scored it? Ivy and Sarashu, this uh, sort of electronic duo that was tapped by Rebecca Sugar early on. That's cool. They must have been given some actual time then to to work on it. Yeah, they they had to have been like really clued into the 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 plot and like really involved in the story process. Yes. That's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, very cool. Makes me want to rewatch it. Yeah. It just there's so much care that's taken. That's like very detail oriented. That you that you it would be impossible to notice unless you've watched it through multiple times. And like I I never really get that in Adventure Time score. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not supposed to be there. But yeah, I think it. They're doing a different thing. And but that's a very cool element to steven universe yeah it's interesting because i don't know when i maybe steven universe also does get kind of directly emotional more frequently it feels like a heavier show to me and and maybe that also lends itself a bit more space for things of that nature um right yeah the uh a lot of the the themes of the show are more like direct. Yeah. Directly emotional, D- directly emotional because they are emotional in adventure time, but in Steven universe, you get 
like really sincere emotional moments sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say that the emotional moments of Adventure Time are necessarily like undercut with humor or randomness, uh, but they're they're approached not not quite as head on. Like this is something like from the side, like you get you get it at an angle or something, um, where maybe if you are just watching through as like, oh, this is a funny show about a stretchy dog, like you don't quite need to get all that, but it's mm-hmm. there if you're if you're viewing it from the specific angle. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And if and when they do it, it you know, we watch the cherry cream soda episode or with like the daddy you ate my fries and stuff, which is deeper than just eating the fry, obviously. But if you're just watching it, you might just be like, huh, oh, that's funny. Um Yeah. You you've got to peel back some layers in Adventure yeah. Time and Steven Universe puts it all out on Front Street. Yeah. Interestingly, um in my <laughs> sadness uh uh, episode that I'm in or overwhelmness or burnt out. I've been watching a lot more TikTok, which is again, very bad for my brain. <laughs> and, but I did watch today. It was a two plus minute clip from Hey Arnold, which I had not watched in a really long time. I used to love that show when I was me, a kid. Me too. One of my faves. And I was really struck by it because we talk about this all the time about what makes adventure time so good. And Steven universe is their ability to head on tackle some of these more interesting deeper themes and this clip that i saw was a clip of helga pataki uh in therapy and talking to a therapist about her relationship with her parents and then also eventually with arnold and it she talks about and it's like a very direct like clip and she's it, she's talking to the therapist but it's a memory and it shows her getting ready for school that week. And her mom is like, hey, like, did anyone pack? Like, mom, like, where are you? Like, and the dad's like, she's like asleep behind the couch. And essentially, like, it seems like she's drunk or something. And she's like, where's my lunch? Her lunch was packed with shaving cream. It's like all wrong. <laughs> and she comes, she gets to work and seems like no one notices her. She has like a memory of being a child and needing to go to preschool and her parents are so focused on Olga, her older sister, who's like an accomplished pianist. And she's like, I, someone needs to drive me to preschool. And the dad's <laughs> just like, just hold on. Like she's playing the piano. And, and it's like, it's, she's an unreliable narrator because she's in preschool at that point, And that's how those memories are. But then she like walks herself to school and like gets rained on and loses her lunch. And then Arnold is very nice to her. And like puts an umbrella over her and then like stands up for her when there's some bully kid. And that's why she loves Arnold so much is because of the neglect from her family and no one noticing her. And he's the only person who has. And I was like, whoa, I do not remember the show being that serious and direct. But yeah. now that you say it, huh? Okay. I, I, I um, <laughs> got to give it more credit. Yeah, they snuck in a lot. Uh, those shows. I mean, that one in particular too, where like Arnold's parents were dead, uh, and he was living with his grandparents, and this like really interesting, like boarding house sort of setup. Oh yeah, um, where, which is cool, and I thought it was cool when I was watching it, and the power of cartoons in media, and Arnold being nice to Helga seemed really cool when i was watching i was like oh yeah 
fuck yeah, Arnold. Like, <laughs> you know, just my, I could feel my subconscious, which we'll talk about in this episode, being like, oh yeah, it's cool to be nice. <laughs> and it just seems so cool in the thing and the power that has, especially as like on a young person who's developing and a show like that where, so they're living in the boarding house. He's living with his grandparents. His parents are dead. It's this like insane multicultural house that they're living in. And it's clear that Arnold has a really nice house, but like none of them have to be very wealthy because they're in this sort of interesting setting, you know, yeah. um, with a shared kitchen and all. And I think it's just a, it's a cool, different view on, on life. That all takes place in New York. Yeah. Do you know what, like what neighborhood it's supposed to be in canonically? That's a great point. Let me bring it up. But I, I think even in the nineties is probably very different. Uh, we'd probably think about wherever it is very differently now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to see. It says it's Washington, but it's he, he goes to PS whatever. It's a inspiration from Brooklyn, but apparently it's set in Hillwood, Washington. Okay, there's lots of discourse on here. <laughs> this is a hot button issue, actually. Yeah. Dude, look at this. I found a Reddit thread. That's incredibly long. PS 118 is in Brooklyn, which is his school. And like people have, oh my God, look at this. They have literally like the schematic, the drawing of PS 118. And then they have a reference image from the actual one in Brooklyn right next to like someone did extensive research. This is too, too much for us to, to go through right now. But where, where is that in Brooklyn? Oh, that's a great, great question. All right. Let me see. Oh, here we go. I got one in Queens. We could take and, a... and there's another one in Gowanus, Brooklyn, which we could get to. Gowanus kind of makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. We here's our concept episode. We do a field trip to Hey Arnold's school. <laughs> yeah, there it is. School. Look, I think that's off, off uh, the train that's near me. Interesting. It's the Maurice Sendak Community School. Oh yeah, look at that. That makes sense. That would make that makes a lot of sense. That's definitely what it is. That was a small school, two hundred seventy-three people for young kids. Yeah, interesting. Um, wow, there was something else I was going to say about it, but yeah, it's, well, it's interesting. I just also being on TikTok, it there's just like a lot of weirdness going on on that app. And there's people calling it out, but there's like a lot of people like a lot of like money discourse that's happening on there, which I think is interesting for people to talk openly about money, but like, it's, Oh, Hey, how much do you make? Like, how do you afford that car? There's, there's stuff you like, like your job. <laughs> there's stuff like that, but there's also been people on there being like, like there, there's a, there's a thing going around of people being like, how much do you think the average person at 30 makes in America. And people are like, I don't know, $175,000, 200. Oh, fuck. And they're like, it's like $45,000. And they're like, what? <laughs> and then people respond and being like, this is, this is what happens when you live in a upper middle-class bubble <laughs> your entire life. And there's people that there's people on there who have been being like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars isn't that much money. Or like I have $0 saved. I make $163,000 a year. And there's a lot of like weird stuff going on. There's like other dudes, like there's all these money charlatans who are out there. There's one kid being like, 
it's if you don't have a Lambo and you're in your 20s, like it's not that hard to make money. And I think there's a lot of people like snake oil salesmen out there selling people on these dreams. And but 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 the but it feels very brittle and like people are calling it out consciously uh, constantly. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on there that feels odd and it's like it's almost like it started out one way and now like we're getting to like a deeper weird level of the experience you know what i mean kind of like how facebook started as one thing and then a couple years in it's starting to feel a little different and then a couple more years it's the election and it's contributing to people crumbling like i don't know i don't know this is just me Again, did you see the mail at gmail.com if you want to talk about the how TikTok is feeling out there? The internet internet's just feeling weird. The world is just feeling weird. I'm so glad I don't use TikTok. Yeah, man. It's fun. There's some funny ass fucking people out there. That's that's why I'm on there. But that's sorry. Okay. Let's go back. Let's let's take a few steps back from uh <laughs> from what we were talking about. What were we talking about? Um we were talking about the music, then we were I brought up Hey Arnold and some other stuff, but this is not as much of a series. Oh, we were talking about Steven Universe and the music, and then that got us to Hey Arnold, and then now I'm off on TikTok. But ring it, reeling it back in, yes, it starts out with this weird music. Then it comes in, and this is another um, something to bring back from our early episodes. They're following a frog who's walking on the ground. I love frogs; they're so cool, they're so <laughs> yeah. chill. Um, I love frogs. I got into them probably off TikTok or the internet. Eric then was drawing a lot of frogs for a while. Yeah. Um, you can see it on <laughs> on an album cover. Yep. Go to ericdano.bandcamp.com and buy that vinyl uh, <laughs> with a bunch of frogs. Patreon.com slash ericdano. Hey, and then um, they're following it and they want and they just want to see it put it, it had as a little crown and they want to see it put it on. Yeah, that's all they want. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, and he goes into this like witch's garden that's locked, and then they they go in. I was hoping, honestly, at some point, I was like, I know it's not going to come back. I know that's not how Adventure Time works, but it would be really fun if somehow that frog came back. Yeah, because now we want to see the yeah yeah the frog put the crown on. Yeah, yeah. what <laughs> these these open ended <laughs> mysteries that they that they just leave for us. Um, yeah. Then the, there's a great point. So it's locked and. He's like, we don't have a key. We can't get in. And Jake goes, we got two keys right here, buddy. And it's his legs. And I thought he was going to morph his leg into a key to unlock it. Right. But instead he just stretches over the wall into the, into the garden. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots to do with the stretchy power on this one and stretchy dog. And yeah, they get in there and it's a garden full of bushes that are growing donuts. And that's fine. That's fine. It's which is fine. Now they've been in this world long enough to know that they should check if the donuts are poisonous or not. <laughs> so Jake is doing okay. Uh, we got to point out that Jake is doing some more typical dog stuff in this episode, yes. which is part of the core of, of what we're get, going to get into. Um, but like when the episode opens and they're chasing the frog, Jake is walking on all fours like a dog, mm. and we don't see that very often. No, um, but I immediately Good. noticed that. Good call. Like Jake is being very doggy right now. Um, so they encounter these donut bushes and they're wary of possible poisonous donuts. So Jake tries to use his doggy nose to sniff out the poison and another very 
typical kind of dog move, which is always fun uh, when we see Jake do that stuff. He's, he barks later in this episode, which is which is a rare treat when we see Jake actually doing these dog things. Um, so he's sniffing the donut. Yeah. And then he realizes he doesn't know what poison smells like, <laughs> which is a great quote. Love it. And Love then, it. and then the witch comes over and this is a very interesting witch, um, who I kind of enjoyed this witch. I thought that it was fun. They, the way they illustrate her is, is that her she's hunched over but in such a comically overstated way that it's like an upside down you and her back goes all the way up and it comes all the way down and her head is now near their level and she's like giant um they make her you know she she never married we know this she brings it up a few times and she these donuts are important to her like her children and she's kind of old and it's clearly a, a little bit she's a little sad like a lonely old lady and these are they're kind of these inconsiderate selfish kids <laughs> yeah and that's a dynamic that's just not that fun not that cool but i guess is honest to who maybe finn and jake would be at this point in the series but it also is just not fun i'm like you guys could just like it seems like you should it seems like a finn move would be to be nice to this old lady to see through her scary witchiness and then befriend her in some way yeah they're still figuring out the tone of all these characters like finn is not quite where he winds up jake is nowhere near where he winds up even the tone of like the random villain that they encounter is not quite consistent of like what we're used to from later seasons no No, it's not but i will say i kind of liked it a little better like her jokes landed for me a little better i liked the way she was i will say they encounter another random villain later in the episode the witch from the the like trash river she she calls herself a mermaid yeah (laughs) looks nothing like a mermaid she's a giant skeleton with a head and then she flies and she has a nest with birds like how is this a mermaid (laughs) i know that was funny but she looked too similar to the witch that for a second i was like oh is this a manifestation of the witch using her powers right that wasn't so that was a little confusing two two separate things that weren't distinct enough from each other right yeah that's that's uh, I know a concept I've talked about with like songwriting. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have like the like so many pop songs do this, where like the chord progression for like the pre-chorus is like very similar to the chord progression from like the bridge, but you yeah. just like change one thing. Yeah, it's like well they're separate, but they're not distinct. It's true. You know what's interesting about that though is to count. Well, that's definitely a true thing, and then there's no impact when it switches and um is that I did uh, listen to a song. I was in the coffee shop and I heard a song for the first time in years from The National, who I love. And this is probably why some people think they're a boring band, is the the singer is like low in a register. But they did something where like the arrangement, basically the drum, it, they do one of those things where the drum pattern starts. And then I don't know if it stops throughout the entire song or changes, which is not usually my method for writing songs. But it was interesting to hear this continuity going the whole time. The chords do change some, but it like made it just feel really seamless moving from the bridge to the chorus. And uh, I thought it, that was interesting. I was like, oh, it can work if you do it right or something. Um, yeah, like if there was if there was a clearer connecting thread yes. between these two villains. That's like, what it is. Then, yeah, then, okay, th- it could make sense in in some way, but... 
they just go back and forth between them and they're like kind of right. similar, but they're either not need, connected. You either need to connect it and do it the whole way or you need two distinct parts and yeah. this lands in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so anyway they're, they're, she doesn't want them to eat the donuts. It's very important to her. And in an interesting move, that he goes, we didn't. To their credit, they didn't eat the donuts. And she says, uh, yes, you did. Stop lying to me. They're like, we didn't eat the donuts. And she goes, what are you doing right now? <laughs> and Jake has a donut in his hand half eaten. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess my subconscious just really wanted donuts, which is ever introduced the subconscious. I found this weird. And I, I was like, did she put the donut in his hand to frame him? But it also seems like maybe he just got the donut right the way he was behaving the whole episode made it seem like yeah he just stretched off camera to grab the donut yeah and was just being a jerk uh-huh yeah that's what that's probably what happened and then um <laughs> and uh and then she's she's like i'm taking away your trashy powers as punishment the only way to get back is if you apologize to me and mean it because i can tell the difference <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. she changes his body neck down into that of a human uh they call it a human baby later but it almost just looks like the human form of what jake would look like as a person <laughs> yeah uh where he's like a little bit chubby he immediately has sort of like the the like man boob situation which he starts playing with he's like i usually have like eight more of these <laughs> uh which which is interesting and uh it yeah it seems natural for him to have this human body but it's also very disturbing right it's <sighs> The whole, I guess the the thesis here is that the witch uses her magic to take away Jake's magic powers. Mm -hmm. And at this point, only 14 episodes in the series, knowing that we don't actually get the full explanation of what Jake's powers are until like the second to last episode (laughs) of the 10th season, right? Uh it like they must not have had a plan for like explaining no. Jake because like this is no this, this is so far off from like what it actually wound up being yeah and what it probably was was like okay we're this deep we got to address the 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 powers because that's something that people are asking and are gonna want to know about but let's not really give it all away right it seems to me like they're doing that thing I brought up was it last week with the uh the looper conversation mm-hmm. where like people start asking questions about the mechanics of time travel yeah. and then Don't someone worry just about it. yeah someone just has to say it's not important to the story so right. like and, let's and, move on and the most memorable scene of this episode maybe i would say is finn asked him how did you get your powers were you born with it which now finn should know having been his brother but let's look past that and it's a good mechanism for jake to say that and jake goes okay i'm gonna remember now i'm remembering and he's trying really hard and he remembers himself as just a little pup rolling around in the mud and he's really enjoying it yeah and that's just not that this has to has anything to do with anything so yeah it's just it's, a random memory it's basically he just summoned a memory <laughs> from when he was young that was it and then they're like all right i guess maybe that's how you got him so let's go try to roll around in some mud as a solution <laughs> i like that finn's trying here he really is yeah <laughs> and and that's it yeah uh and then they go and now jake's so and then they start running and it was, this was a, I thought this was a really fun move where they start run. They, first they jump out the window from the second floor down. It, Jake lands on his face and is hurt. He's like, oh yeah, it's usually my stretchy powers, but Finn's not hurt. 
And I was like, how is Finn not hurt? He's not stretchy. And what was it, Eric? What was the explanation? Then, then he gets up and he, he says something about his, he's just an energetic little boy. And I was, yeah. Just yeah. Because, yeah, he, he can do this shit because he's an energetic little boy. Yeah. And then he starts running. <laughs> and Jake is like, oh, what do you say? Like running takes effort. Like it's something he never considered because to him, he's just using his stretchy powers right to so, move his legs that's you know he, uh, this was this was a really funny like very conceptual moment like this yeah. little nugget in here that he, he had never even like thought about the process of walking or running it had always just been an extension of him using his stretchy powers to move his legs in one in front of the other yeah <laughs> and then he starts running it's it's awkward and he's very tired he seems out of shape because yeah. i guess he is uh yeah and then they go and they get to the the this trash river and they have to get across it. And the he, trash river is such a great concept. Yeah, I love how like bizarre and silly this was and how it's animated and it. Like, this is such a season one thing that this particular kind of humor we don't get a lot of going forward, and I I think that's to its detriment. Yeah, like it this this like kind of like weird randomness where like. They invent this mechanic to work for this particular gag. I I don't think we see a lot of this later on, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I guess some people could look down on on that, where you're like, oh, like that's why cartoon. Like they more just build out the world and then inhabit. It. Right. We're we're still exploring the world at this point. Like only 14 episodes in. Like oh yeah, there could be a river of trash, a river of well, garbage. I, I do like that because garbage isn't a concept that usually exists in a world like this. <laughs> yeah. Or oh yeah, there is a trash. Oh yeah, there there are cities. This this could happen. Yeah, and and given where the plot goes, like it's plausible that they could find a way to tie this into like the post apocalypticness yeah. of it all. It's like yeah, there's just when all these cities came down after these mushroom wars, like of course there's just trash flowing now. Like, yeah, <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. And and Finn goes across it. He's like swimming and jumping in this amazing little boy way like hopping <laughs> yeah. across a couch or something and and then jake's gonna do it and now this was a this this made me really laugh and i thought was one of the funniest parts of the episode where jake is contemplating whether or not he says it seems like a lot of effort i don't really want to do that and floating by is a couch and on it is a sort of translucent version of jake he says, who are you? He goes, I'm your subconscious. And you're right. He's like, I'm right about what? He goes, it, it is going to be really hard to go across this river. You can't really do it. I, I, it's not worth it. Like, it's it's really hard. But you know what's not hard? Wearing this hat. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah. And he comes out of the river. He goes, yeah. So here you go. Put it on. And he puts on this weird hat from the trash river that's that's like pink and has a flower in it. And Finn looks back and Jake's just talking to himself. He's like, "Stop talking to yourself, man." He's like, ah, I, "I come over here." No, I can't do it. But I, I got this hat. Check it out. He's like, "What is with this guy?" <laughs> and he goes back and get. I that whole thing I thought was hilarious. Yeah, this is this is the precursor to uh, the the Fight King episode. Yeah, where Finn's trying to accomplish it and Jake is just doing his own thing. Yeah, but it's really odd behavior and he's like you need to okay like they're not connected the it's hard to go across this trash river but you know it's not hard 
wearing this hat (laughs) that i don't know that really made me really fucking laugh because there's like some sort of truth to it because they're both actions and one does require effort and one doesn't so like it does make sense but it's also syntactically it makes sense but semantically it does not that there you go (laughs) and that's really funny that made me laugh hard thank you for uh describing it yes he builds a catapult and just shoots him over into the mud right <clears throat> which is great and then he's rolling around the mud to try and get magic powers and then he says something that didn't even occur to me because obviously it's not going to work but if they're under the impression that it is going to work he's like hey finn get in the mud with me and you can have stretchy powers too I'm like oh yeah <laughs> yeah if <laughs> we, we can totally make that happen <laughs> should this work <laughs> right and then he gets in there and it, it doesn't really work and then this is where the mermaid comes yeah, and, and 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 but during this, Jake's sort of giving it. I think he says to 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 Finn, he goes, "You know what? I I'm I was that guy, I was an adventurer, but now I'm just going to be a normal dog." Which is ironic given my current state, where he's like <laughs> my man baby state. But yeah, I think this is it. Like, and he's like just rolling out. And he goes, "Yeah." He's like, hey. and then like when the mermaid comes out and it's like they're being confronted, he's like, "I have an idea. Scratch my belly. I'm that kind of dog now." <laughs> Which is funny. And then the mermaid immediately captures Finn and throws him into this bird's nest. Yeah. Uh, So here's where like the time scale of the episode gets wonky because Finn is about to meet certain doom and be eaten by the baby birds (laughs) of the mermaid. Yep. And the only way for Jake to save him is to regain his stretchy powers to go up to the nest and fight the mermaid. Um, but in order to do that, he's got to go all the way across Ooh to go hang out with the witch and apologize. And like all this like seemingly transpires in and he minutes. cannot run. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's far. <laughs> yeah. So it's a little convenient. But then he gets back to the witch. He He's like, hey, I apologize. And then she gets him inside and doesn't believe him because he's not sincere about this apology. And his subconscious comes back out. And she's like, who is that? Like, she can see his subconscious. <laughs> oh, that's so what he goes, we have to do, do, she's, what did she say? Humiliating tasks together? Yeah, yeah, you'll both have to do it now, yeah. <laughs> so then they end up dancing with each other, and he's got, like, flowers in his pants. And then she's going to start filming it with a Super 8 camera, and that's where Jake draws the line. He has his dignity, he says. And, uh, and then his subconscious starts to die, which this is pretty interesting because he's been without his stretchy powers for so long that his internal view of himself and being that kind of a dog is now dying because he just hasn't been doing it. Which I was like, Oh fuck. That's kind of heavy. I kind of identify that. You know what I mean? Like if you're not, if you, you see yourself in way and you're not doing it long enough, then all of a sudden you're going to start your internal view of yourself will start changing along with it. And he starts crying about it. And when she's broken, the, the witch decides to give back power. He's like, you know, if I wasn't, what does he say? If I wasn't so prideful, I wouldn't have killed my subconscious. I'd have my powers and my friend, best friend wouldn't be meeting certain doom. Yeah. Something like that. And then she gives him his powers back. And then what does he do, Eric? I didn't like this. Me neither. (laughs) It's not very Jake. No, he, uh, he steals her cane and pushes her over. Like, (laughs) it's like the worst thing you could do. To an old person. Old lady. I, that really <laughs> disturbed me because 
She's barely upright. It's due to this cane. She's by herself in this place that's locked. She didn't ask you to come here. You're just fuck. Yeah. And then he takes the donut and then they stretch away. And she goes, did you learn your lesson? And his subconscious is writing on his back. He goes, did you learn your lesson? He was like, no. <laughs> Which is funny. Very always sunny. Right. But not very adventure time. No. Uh, and then he goes back and is so big now using his stretch powers. He kisses the mermaid until she fl- like flops away and then rescues <laughs> Finn. Yeah. Is that how it ends? I don't even remember. They talk about something. Uh, yeah, I forget. I forget what they say. Yeah, I don't know. Freaking weird, weird episode. Kind of fun, but not. This is a. This is one where some of the other ones I was saying. There's these memorable ones that remained impactful for the series or something or my view of it. This is not one of those. This is more of what we've described probably of season one is where, okay, they're figuring this out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I can, I can cherry pick some moments to like tie it into later things in the series, but it doesn't seem that potent. No, no, but yeah, that was, that's, that's what I remember. Did you uh, see the snail? Yes, I saw the snail. Nick, did you see the snail? No. <sighs> Is it easier one? Yeah, it was pretty easy. Damn. It was in the establishing shot of the treehouse after they left the witch's garden. Ah, great spot for the snail. Yeah. Um, it was pretty uh, prominently featured in the foreground. Um, he was next to something else. Um I need to remember. Sometimes I just, I remember to look for the snail like a couple minutes into the episode. <laughs> Mistake number one. Yeah. This one was pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, it's like they put the establishing shot in there for the sole purpose of having a place for the snail. That's no. what it seemed to me. Like, oh, wow. You're just going to smack us in the face with that one. Well, I guess you didn't see it. So <laughs> oops. congratulations to me yeah. and only me. Okay. Uh, Miss Cinemania. There's things you may not know. Zarek and Nick will show you all the trivia in Miscellanea. Um, storyboarded by. Kent Osborne, Nikki Yang, and Adam Muto. Ooh, nice. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know that Nikki Yang storyboarded any of these episodes. Yeah, I didn't totally realize it. Oh, here we go. I'm pulling up the list right now. All of them with Kent Osborne and all but one with Adam Muto. So this is the first one, The Witch's Garden. Then When Wedding Bells Saw, Donnie, and His Hero. Let me look at what seasons those are all from. 
Um, are they all season one? I think they are. Yeah, all season one episodes. Um, that Nikki Ann wrote and storyboarded. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because probably after the first season is when she got the gig uh, directing Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, interesting. <clears throat> um, um, and here's is funny that in another episode, Jake stole some boots in the episode City of Thieves. And he didn't realize it, which I like that being a personality trait of, of Jake's. <laughs> yeah. That's funnier than having it be antagonistic. Yes. That is funnier. Um, the frog carrying the crown does make a comeback. This is in, uh, in the frog season shorts. Do you know what that is? Oh, we didn't watch these. These, these are, is this what Dave Lucas was talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about? Yeah, <laughs> We have to eventually. Yeah. Yeah. We've never seen these. No. They aired during new episode premieres. Yeah. I wonder where we can watch. Wow. And in the, in the frog seasons, Finn and Jake continue to follow him to see what happens when he wears the crown. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see it too. I know. Okay. Um, oh, this is a reference to Beauty and the Beast. I, I saw this. I don't know if I'm not up on my Beauty and the Beast lore, so I didn't really pick it up. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about it. You know, some of these they're reaching. You know, he's punished and t- is turned into a beast. I don't know about that because or, he stole the donut, um, which is how Belle's father takes a rose from the Beast Garden. Yeah. Okay. And the beast sort of overreacts, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't feel direct. It feel, I mean, I guess it's like tropey enough to like yeah. fairy tales and kind of that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I, which I think maybe this show relied on a little bit more early on with the whole like, they did talk about in this episode a lot about being adventurers and the concept of being an adventurer. Yeah. Um, I think that was maybe a little bit more core to the messaging of this show early on. Yeah. Um, they were drawing on more like tropes and of storytelling and fairy tales and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Heroes with swords and all that. Yeah. Um, I, a really fun thing here is on storyboards, there's a cut scene um, that shows the video that the witch was taking of, of, Jake, which she says will end up in her newsletter, does in fact end up in her newsletter, and a bunch of princesses and Lady Rainicorn are watching it on a computer. <laughs> so I, I I wish that was there. Um oh Gary, is that the name of the the witch? Oh, that's Gary is the mermaid queen. Um, the mermaid queen's name is Gary? Yeah. Okay. Is that Gary the mermaid? Is that said at any point in the episode? <sighs> it was Maria Bamford was the witch. Yeah. And Ma- Gary masterful as always. Gary the mermaid queen was Carrie Kenny Silver. I'm a fan of. Uh, okay, let me There there was some really like poignant Maria Bamford like <laughs> kind of sounds you know you know yeah. like she'll say a line and then just like like utter something like <laughs> i like that <laughs> right? you yeah just like picture her face as she does yeah i like think that. i think that 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 part of the performance that's what made it endearing the yeah. witch 
Um, I don't remember it be the, the witch being called Gary. Yeah, because it says she asked which of you mortals wants to mate with all this. I don't I don't remember the name, huh? Weird. Oh, the, the witch does this also. No. I think this is the only time the witch appears. Yeah. But uses the same spell in this episode that is used again. If you're interested in that. The, the oh, the teleportation spell? Yeah. Razamafu. Razamafu. Which is used again by the wizard. Yeah. All right. I guess at one point we would have tried to look at more interesting miscellaneous about this episode, but I don't feel the need to. No. <laughs> no. I thought there was some good stuff in there. Um, do we want to go on before we pick the next episode into the new segment, which is where we go into YouTube and just put the title in and see what happens? Is this really a new segment? Um, it was fun last time. The Witch's Garden, that's what it's called? Yeah. It's very interesting. There's there's a song, oh, by Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, which looks fun. Oh, there's a cat. <laughs> and My Witch Garden. That makes it seem like it's something, My Witch Garden. All right. Let's start with the Uncle Acid Let's video. Now, this is a video, not on, so Uncle Addison and the Deadbeats is a band that I've heard of and people like. Now, this video is up on some different channel called Choir of the Wolves, so I'm wondering if this is a real video or a fan-made video. So what's happening is it's like filmed on some sort of VHS type quality, but there's an occult ceremony happening. <laughs> I like this idea for like a really easy low budget music video. I like this. I was thinking about using this. We see we do like a spotlight or a flashlight on somebody in the dark. I was thinking about doing that in one of my videos. All right, very easy music. I like this song enough. All right. Um, oh, by the way, uh, follow up from the last time we did this, uh, I listened to that Grayson Gilmore album yeah. and one of his other albums. It's freaking great. Like <laughs> I saved it and I started listening to it, but I got distracted. Let me go. Grayson Gilmore. Um, I ha Yeah. I can't believe how underrated it is. Oh yeah, I did. I liked it all. No constellation. That was the one. Yeah. Okay, cool. There's Unc a, there's a, m a couple more recent, records i listened to another one of them but the most recent one i haven't put on yet that's cool hello there lovely folks of youtube ren here okay so this is ren now her channel is called the garden witch and this is witch's garden tour january 2023 in my she's just growing magical herbs january. probably ah nothing to do and i am gonna relish this time of rest 
But four thousand subs. I thought that maybe we could do a little tour of the garden because you know I try to do those once a month. Once a month, we can come back. Wait. Had the the strength to do a lot this upcoming one. This isn't important. No, I know. I I (laughs) (laughs) has some views. She she has four thousand subs. The Garden Witch. Yeah, people like this. Okay. Okay, now this is called Katie's Corner. And episode one, where she's playing a random game, it appears that she's going to play a game called The Witch's Garden. Uh, it all started a couple days ago. Um, oh my god, we're going to have customers? Is this like okay. Harvest Moon for witches? Oh, whoa. Which, she would, found which it would make free. sense, actually. I'm a little confused. Do you watch people play video games, Sally? You ever watch Twitch streams? No. <clears throat> but like, I'm too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting frustrated. I'm skipping around. What's the um? What, just read with the cat. What's says. the uh the one that everyone likes? Fortnite? No, the uh, the game, the Assassin's farming game. game. Oh, uh, Minecraft? No. no. Um. Yeah, I'm forgetting. Um, something about like sunrise or moonrise or something like that. Mm-hmm. Into the woods. What the fuck is that again? That's a that's a um musical. That's a musical. Greens, greens. Now that's not exactly a, a, a witch's garden. Is Into the Woods any good? Do you like musical theater? I love musical theater. I don't know Into the Woods, though. People like it. Is this one of those where it's like a fairy tale told from a different point of view? Uh, something like that, maybe. The spell on their house. What spell? When you were no longer a babe, your father brought his young wife and you to this cottage. They were a handsome couple, but not handsome neighbors. I kind of like the music. Alright, I'm fucking done. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? I find this interesting because I'm I'm getting places I would never get to on this internet. Oh, this is good. What I wish I knew before I began practicing witchcraft. One point one million views. I've I've, I've <laughs> this is so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've dabbled in all this stuff. My yeah. uh, my new solo record is all witchcraft mm. themed. <clears throat> I don't really know much about witchcraft, if I'm being honest. It's fun, but it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's what she wishes she knew? (laughs) Maybe. This is the thing, like, that I can't stand about the community. It's like, this is fun, and it can be, like, like a thing that relaxes you on an emotional and spiritual level and, like, attunes your, your your whole deal and just makes it, you know, like... Like you can enjoy doing it and it can work in, in ways that are personal, but yeah. there's no such thing as fucking crystal magic. <laughs> like we're all just like playing this this kind of thing and it's it's fun to pretend, you know? Yeah. And the people that get so fucking serious about it just I'm just like, Can you break character please? Like, yeah. <laughs> now to go along with that, I'm going down to, to I'm pausing the video. Um 
I'm going down to the comments. There's 2,800 comments. Number one comment. The number one from Ghoulish Blacksmith says, the number one thing I wish I had learned sooner is that you don't have to wait until your mental health is great to practice witchcraft. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, that's Now, this just sounds like more, maybe more some more general advice. Maybe something to what I was saying earlier today. Remember I was talking about getting my mental health on track and that I don't have to wait. Maybe I don't to do the things that I like or even should you say get a tattoo (laughs) from a band I like. Um, I've been practicing. Next person, Stacy Rosa. I've been practicing since I was 13 years old. I'm now 60. My daughter just recently found her witchy self and came to me for guidance. Wow. This is a whole subculture. I know you've mentioned it, but. So, so basically there's rituals you do that are witch like and you do it and it calms you and that's kind of the essence of it. Yeah. Like communing with nature and that kind of stuff. And Ooh, this person has been, the context was such a relief for me. This is from Deerhaven one month ago. Um, I've always been torn between Christianity and, and my practices of meditation, visualization, yoga, and putting intention to whatever I'm doing these past 67 years. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate witchcraft because it's in, I mean, it can be practiced in direct opposition to Christianity, mm. especially the more traditional Wiccan history. Um, and I mean, I guess like, I'm I, okay, here's a here's the thing. Any mainstream Christianity uh, sex or anything would be so fucking against someone also practicing witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like witchcraft doesn't specifically prohibit like also incorporating Christian shit into what you want to do, but yeah, I don't, I would never see a reason to do so. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- here's an, here's another great uh, quote from white cyanide. Uh, great. I actually started practicing witchcraft this morning. I had become interested in sigils and sigils. sigils, and it brought me down the Wicca witchcraft rabbit hole. I'm really glad I found witchcraft like it was calling out for me. Well, I hope it, I wonder if it continued beyond this one day. <laughs> People are, uh, <laughs> maybe you have a good ju- journey. Yeah, it's okay. Let's go to white. Uh, <laughs> there's two subs, no content or links. <laughs> oh, there's a Pinterest. The, the picture, is that Gerard Way? Or is it Helena Bonham Carter? How do we figure that out? <laughs> that looks like... What, what's the difference between the two? <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to to find. I'm looking for white cyanide on Pinterest. I was looking for the... And I don't want th- th- that. I just wanted to find their <laughs> profile. Is the only thing they have listed. All right. Well, no clues to whether or not this person continued with witchcraft. But um, Okay, I have a question for you. This is a new segment that I really enjoy. I don't. Does it need a theme, or could this just be what going down the rabbit hole is? Play that down the rabbit hole theme song. Down the rabbit hole. 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 I can't wait to show Steve that we figured out a use for that song. <laughs> We really don't have to do this every episode. <laughs> I want to. Ooh, horror story animation. Ah, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, man. Just listen to Nick fuck around on YouTube. I think it's pretty interesting. We've that's we've gotten some good stuff now. I've got a I music guess. video idea, a glassed video. Um, we found Grayson Gilmore. <clears throat> we got to have a good witchcraft discussion. Um, what more do you want from a podcast? Is what I think. Um. Okay. Well, that's the end of down the rabbit hole. Th- did you play it again now or no? We you just played it like a second ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't need to do that. Um, let's pick an episode for next time. Let's do it. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? One forty-one. Oops, I was looking up more witchcraft videos <laughs> and just <laughs> forgot to hold on uh 141 some 41 am i right or am i right yeah you're right uh box prints we've not done that okay box prints what season is this <laughs> i'm excited about this oh um, this um is, yeah it is season five episode 37 Box prints. It's about the cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited. It looks great. Let's get let's go to let's go to Box Kingdom. That'll have some good YouTube results for sure. <laughs> There's no way it won't. Have uh have you watched the Craig of the Creek episodes with the the, the box community? No. I don't know what they call themselves. Oh, I think I did I did, but uh is that out in the woods? Like uh the um tell me more. The, uh, the kids that play with cardboard boxes and build cities out of them. Yes, yeah. I did see that episode, yeah. Very funny. Um, cool. Well, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Follow us on there, too, so you can get updated on new episodes if you just stumbled across us today. If you did stumble across us today and you made it through the whole episode, including the YouTube bit, then we're best friends. Send us an email at didyouseethemail at gmail.com. <laughs> Let's commune over... Um, our love of the absurd and and dumb and I don't know wasting our time like it's pretty it's as someone who's been uh felt like my time has been 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 wrestled and gripped tight over the last year <laughs> especially this month like I know Eric you felt it it is a really nice release to just uh maybe just shred a little bit of time with the podcast so so thank you very much uh you can also go to adventure guy no anchor.fm slash adventure guys podcast and give us money every month as a contribution to help it operate correctly. Uh, you know, we don't really take much money from this podcast. Spotify doesn't pay podcasters. Is it going to get yanked off if I talk about this? I don't know. Well, they'd have to be listening to it, which they're not obviously. Who? Oh, Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the issue is like, nobody gives a shit about this. Like it's not like we're getting uh, algorithmically placed into podcast playlists, right? So they they really must not be like combing through the podcast content on their platform. No, they actually like it's they fired a bunch of people out off the podcast team, but that was more for the original content this week. But uh, but it's just weird they don't pay podcasters, right? Even if I don't get it, even if they paid podcasts at the same rate they paid music streaming, yeah, it would be such a drop in the bucket. I don't get it because podcasts are like. 10 times as long as a song yeah they're spending more time in your app like (laughs) yeah i i don't get it i really don't um but i don't know what the fuck do i know
Yeah, I listened to that Yes album with like a fucking nineteen minute song, oh, yeah. and I was like, "This was not optimized for the streaming era." No, <laughs> they they they'd cut they'd make you cut that up. Look, dude, it's right there. Oh yeah, <laughs> there it is. I, I have two copies of that record. <laughs> um, uh, it's really good. Okay, cool. Anyway, I'll stop yammering on. <laughs> uh, All right, see y'all goodbye. next week. Peace out, y'all. Bye.